Welcome back to another episode of The Filter. This is uh, your host, Erwin Kurt, and uh, I'm very excited for today because it is our our first official, official um, first episode. Uh, we've done a couple where they have been more like test runs more than anything, but uh, thanks to God, I finally got all the equipment that I needed, and uh, now I am ready to begin uh, with, a, with a first real topic. So today... I have uh, two special guests that uh, have been helping me prepare for this. The first one is, um, I was going to mention my brother first, because he's here, but, but this is a, a true special guest, uh, is our, our good friend, uh, Jonathan Hernandez. Uh, John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank, you thank you for being on, on the show. Um, you. you know, it's, I think it's, uh, it's great that, uh, that, that you uh, um, set the time apart to help out with this, so so we'll just see where it goes. Um, and then uh, my my other guest is uh, one one that we've we've heard before. It's uh, interesting. He's a he's a whole new person today. Um, you know, he's wearing. Uh, if you guys have ever seen that Friends episode where Joey uh, finds a Porsche that's parked outside and decides to just buy a Porsche jacket, a Porsche hat, and just stands out there. Uh, if you could picture uh, that, but with the Mercedes logo. Uh, that's my brother today. He's uh, wearing swagged out in Mercedes Benz uh, logos everywhere. Um, he's got one. Uh, his he's got a sweatpants that say uh, that have just have the Mercedes name brand across his butt. Uh, so it's pretty pretty interesting. So Alex Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you for being back. Uh, I'm glad to be here. All right, there we go. Cool. So today, um, you know, since it's our first one. Uh, we might be a little rough around the edges. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, I think that uh, our our topic is pretty interesting, um, and and we're just gonna see where it goes. We'll we'll just roll with it. So um, the topic today is regarding diseases, and that sounds kind of crazy. But uh, the the reason why I wanted to to talk about this is because if if you guys have been paying attention to the news in the past like month or so. Uh, you would see that they've been reporting a lot on the flu and how many kids have died. Did you guys see this at all? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I talked to Alex maybe a month ago. I think yeah. I think it was somebody you knew, your girlfriend, or somebody had the flu, and then I, I saw um, a lot of people were dying from it, so I immediately you know told him about it. <laughs> yeah, he got a little scared there. but uh, Debbie Downer. Yeah, I'm a Debbie Downer. <laughs> no, no, but I actually I had the flu uh, at the beginning of the year. Me and my wife yeah. and I, we were man, it was bad. We were down for yeah. a week, a whole yeah. week. We could not do anything. Um, so yeah, they say it's been a pretty bad. Is, isn't that crazy yeah. that that like people actually died from that? Yeah, now, that's crazy. And the thing that was even crazier to me was that it wasn't just kids; it was adults too. Um, so so apparently it was a pretty bad year. Uh, there are people who get the flu shot that um, that think that they're not going to get the flu, and even those people died. So, so that made me think, you know, about these these diseases, uh, these worldwide diseases that that start to come, and what um, what the Bible says about that, right? Because the Bible does talk a lot about in, in the end times, as we get closer to that day, uh, that uh, the diseases are going to be rampant, plagues are going to be rampant. Um, you know, there are parts that just say, like, like just casually, right? And which is crazy to me that the Bible just casually says this. And a third of the world died like that. Like, a third of all human beings died. <laughs> um, so it, it reminds me, throws me back to the days of back in school when you learn about the Black Plague and whatnot. Yeah. And um, it's over two and a half billion people. Isn't that crazy? Two and a half. We got a numbers guy in the room, so he's going to be doing math for us as we go along. Um, so, excuse me. Uh, the so my my friend John here, um, you know, was recently uh, in the hospital, uh, as he mentioned, but not for the flu, for something else. So <laughs> yeah, I thought, long. yeah, I thought it would be interesting <laughs> to have you on here, John, uh, as and, and get your perspective as uh, what 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 does it feel like. When you get diagnosed with something um, that you weren't prepared for, that just kind of caught you off guard. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, out of the blue. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of an interesting uh, start of the year. 
for us at uh, our house. Um, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, the first week of January, we uh, we got the flu. Uh, both my wife and I, we we had the flu and we were uh, down for the whole week. But thank God, you know, we were able to, uh, to recover, you know, with medicine. You know, like like Erwin was mentioning earlier, like it, it's crazy to think that some people die from that, right? And yeah. um, some people like like young guys. Like I remember there was this, I don't know, he had to be a 20-year-old. Saw it in the news that he had the flu and um, he decided to ignore it. He was going to the gym because he was a healthy young guy. And all of a sudden, you know, in less than a week, he's dead, you know? And that could have been us, you know? That's crazy. Because, I mean, I went to the, I went to their uh, urgent care, and I had, like, a, a 103 fever. And I didn't even right. know, you know? But... Um, you didn't... Wait, you didn't know you were, like, 10 degrees hotter than you normally are? I did not are? know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was just... I, I felt normal. Besides, you know, I, I did feel a little awkward that day. I, I didn't feel that good, so that's why I ended up going, but... Um, you weren't sweating at all? No, or no I was no? not sweating. Yeah, I was, I was, I you was weren't in any pain? Yeah, the only thing it was I was just very, like, tired, very, mm. you, know, you know, I just felt like I couldn't do anything, you know? Yeah. But, um, so, you know, we, we could have, I could have just blown that off, you know, and they could have mm. led to something worse, you know? Right. But I, I guess um, the reason you told me about, you know, this topic today was because I also ended up going to the hospital a month later <laughs> with, with a whole different thing. Oh, though. my goodness. Um, uh, so I, I was starting to have pain, um, in my intestine mm. and, um, you know, I don't know how, how, uh, graphic or I can, I can get on the podcast, but, uh, just it's so rated PG. It's so rated PG. Yeah. yeah so don't, I don't, don't mention any body parts, <laughs> but you know, it would really hurt. Let's just say it to use the bathroom. It mm. would just really hurt. And uh, mm. I would have to urgently go, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like violently, like, man, like it just hurt, you know? You know, so like, um, that's as graphic as I'll get. It just hurt. All right, all right. I'll ask you afterwards which <laughs> which part hurt, like yeah. inside, outside. Sometimes I get I pain know, there like, too yeah. when you eat like really like like chicken. hot Thai food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get some pain. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah. It's okay though. No, yeah, no. It, it was. It started with you know constipation. You know? All right. It was hard to go. All right. So I'm like, you know what? I just need to eat more fiber. You know, get this constipation out, you know, out of here. So I started eating more fiber. I, I actually went to the doctor. They recommended me eat more fiber. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, I'll eat more fiber. You should sue that doctor. I should. <laughs> I started eating more fiber. It turns out I started having this gas pain inside. Like, now it's internal pain. You know, and it just really hurts. Like, every time I had to go, it was just like a, there was a knife in my gut, you know? So um, I sucked it up for two days, went to work, you know. Right. Um, come Saturday... My day off, uh, I have this really high fever, and I'm like, you know what, honey? You know, so my wife. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought you were calling me. <laughs> nah. I, was, I was like, you know, you know what, honey? We need to go to the hospital. I don't feel good, you know? And I was just hoping it was something they could treat quickly, you know, something we, you know, some medicine they could give me, and I right. could get out. Um, turns out I had a perforated diverticulum, which is uh, in your intestine, your, hmm. uh, your colon. Hmm. Basically, what I had, it was... Uh, Sometimes food gets stuck to the wall of your colon, and when it gets stuck there and it remains there for a long time, it becomes an infection. All right. And, you know, right there, it's treatable, like, without having to stay at the hospital, but mine had advanced. Mine was, my infection was growing to the point where it was uh, about to open mm. the, the wall of my colon. Like, it was oh expanding. Oh, my goodness. So I could have had, like, part of my colon just kind of yeah, burst. Yeah, yeah. So they, were, they told me, you that know That sounds what? pretty dangerous. Yeah. Though, right? That's pretty... It, 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 not treated. You I know, think you could die, fatal. right? Yeah, yeah. it could be fatal. And it, it was an infection that was spreading yeah. to not just, you know, when I would go bowel movements number two, but right, right. one. So I was having I was having pain oh. both ways. So the doctor tells me... Um, I could handle one or the other, pain in one or the other, yeah, but not both. It was, it was both, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I was hoping it was something that could just get treated with antibiotics at home, like yeah. pills, right? Yeah. Um, I uh, the doctor comes back with the results. They do like they do a whole CT mm -hmm. scan, and he tells me, uh, "Oh, thank God that you came in because you have this condition, right?" He told me, right. "And we're gonna have to keep you here mm. a few days." Like he didn't even know like how long, you know. <laughs> so that's that in itself just scares yeah. me. I've never stayed in the house. Well, I did when I was little, right? But um, as an adult, I've never had to stay in the hospital. And but 
not only that, the scariest thing was that he told me, you know what, this is so advanced yeah. that we're going to either have to do a procedure where mm-hmm. we stick a needle mm-hmm. through, uh, I guess, your lower abdomen and try to get into your colon and take that infection out. Oh, my goodness. Or, like, if that doesn't work, yeah. we're, we might have to do surgery on you to remove that. And those were, like, basically my two options. Yeah. Like, no, there was no possibility that I was going to be able to go home. I just right. medicine, you know? Right. So at that point, you know, when it comes to opening your body parts, you know, like, getting surgery or something like that done, I immediately, like, I freaked out. I mean, I didn't yeah. freak out, like, but I was calm, quiet. But yeah. as soon as the doctor left, um, you know, I, I, I was talking to my wife, and I, I did want to, like, you know, yeah. cry a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's weird, right? Because because at that point you're not in control. Yeah, there's nothing you can do to be in control of your. It's just like yeah, basically we'll just see you what you put yourself in God's hands, right? Like or in the doctor's hands if yeah. you're not a if you're not a Christian. Yeah, right? exactly. I'm like, but so whose hands did you put yourself into, well, Jonathan? In God's hands. All right, there you go. <laughs> Maria's. What'd you say? Maria's. Maria's. Maria's, Maria's. my wife. <laughs> Oh, she took care of me though. Those, few, those days, though. She took there you go. Me. That's a good wife. Yeah, that's a good wife. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I, I didn't know what to do. The, but my only thing, I, the only thing that came to me right away is, you know, if we go to the men's prayer. You yeah, know, we all three of us are involved in our men's prayer at our church, and right. we've seen we've seen how they pray for people mm-hmm. and how miracles happen. You mm-hmm. know, like people come with. Like things like, oh, my daughter or, or my family member has cancer, you right. know, and we pray for them. And then we come and see those family members come and give testimonies that, you know, God helped them out, you know, right. God took away, uh, took away or helped them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with those diseases that they were going through. But right. so to me, automatically, I'm like, oh, I need to get my brothers to pray mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. I just texted the pastor. I, I texted you guys, mm-hmm. texted a few other members from the uh, men's group. Yeah. And, you know, I just felt like, I had people texting me, calling me. I had the whole church praying for me. Yeah. Uh, not only that, my mom is also Christian, and on her side, her church oh, was geez. praying for me too. There you go. So I just felt like that's crazy. Yeah. At at first, I felt fear. Yeah. But then when I felt like, like the like everybody was praying for me, I just yeah. felt like this peace. I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be okay. Yeah. And well, anyways, I spent a couple days in the hospital. I w- uh, the first night, I was just. Fevers all night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even though they were giving me medication, I just had fevers all night. I was waking up. Jeez. It was it was intense. But after that, you know, and, and I, I like to think about it like this. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So a Saturday night, mm-hmm. I was in the. I just I got checked in the hospital and I had fevers all night. Right. Okay. Our men's group meets Sunday morning. Right. And I know you guys were praying for me. Yeah. I did not have fever after, huh. like, my last fever was, like, at 5 a.m. Oh, there you go. And the rest of the time, so, yeah. like, you know, I was in the hospital for, like, three more days. At 5 a.m., we're just waking up. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. So, to me, I'm, like, the first, like, after I thought about it a few days, I'm, like, yeah. you know, I think these, like, they prayed for me Yeah. at the men's group, and I think that's when it stopped. You know, I feel like that's when the fever stopped, so I just feel like... Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, it just made me think, like, right before, that's yeah. my last time I had a fever, and right. after that... And they kept coming back. Yeah. After that, I didn't get a fever again. And people were coming to visit me. Like, yeah. oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. Like, <laughs> I feel great. You know, I wanted to get out already. <laughs> but um, yeah, they uh, eventually did a CT scan on me. Yeah. Like after a few days. And like I said, I was feeling good. Um, and they told me, you know what? You're not going to need surgery. You're awesome. not going to need any procedure. You know, yeah. we've been giving you medicine, antibiotics, and that's doing the job. You know, that's getting rid of it. And I'm like, you know, thank God. You know, thank it was God, it was yeah. all him. It was all the prayers that right. that my brothers were praying for me, and I'm like, because that wasn't even a possibility. You know, it it was gonna have to be either the procedure or surgery. But you know, thank God, right. it wasn't that. You know, and um, I just got had an I had they sent me home. I had to take antibiotics every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had another CT scan um, last Friday, and okay. they told me it was improving. All right. And uh, thank God, I'm finally off of the antibiotics. There now. you go. So all right, you know, thank God, everything everything uh, is good now. Yeah. And um, I know it was because of him and, yeah. and the power of prayer. You know. Right. So. So you know that's it's really it's an interesting point because I think that um, you know something like that. You, you, we're we're pointing out that that your fever stopped around five or six a.m. on this day, and that's about the time that we get together here with other men to pray, and and you attribute your getting better and your fever going away to us praying, right? Yes. And I feel like that that's an interesting viewpoint, right? Because to somebody that isn't a Christian, 
they they might not think that way, right? And it's it's crazy how um, how our viewpoint changes. I think once we start looking at things through what the Bible tells us and, and through the power of God, um, because I think it very well could have been that the medicine just finally kicked in at that point. But the thing is that none of that is outside of God's control, right? God could have healed you directly without medicine, or he could heal you through the medicine, whichever way, right? But um, I think it's important that, that like you're doing, that the, the, the gratitude comes back to God, right? Because we know that he's in control of every situation. And... Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's who knows what uh, what opportunity or, or what you had to learn from that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it could have been just that your faith increased um, by that much. Right. Um, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's a that, that's that's a really cool. Um, what do you call it? experience? Right. Even though it's like kind of kind of sucks that you had to be in the hospital and, and and taking medicine and all that um but as, as so as you were talking about that i i kind of want to um kind of ask uh my brother here you said the last time you were in the hospital was when you were a kid yes and i remember this guy you remember when you were in the hospital when you were a kid i was in the hospital Did, a lot as a kid a lot yeah this guy was a, a sickly lot, really. sickly kid yeah, yeah I think you guys a, have those superior genes. I do. Not, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he took them all. Yeah, I took. <laughs> I took all the German ones. He kept the the Guatemalan ones. Mine took a while to kick in. Yeah, <laughs> I had you see, a, they they even uh, he's even got the car now. That's how German. I uh, it seemed like I had a yearly membership to the hospital. I was there a lot. Which instance are you? Yeah, the the one that to. the one that I'm referring to was the the leg one. You remember that you know, one? That's funny. We were I was literally just talking about this with my dad about a week ago. Yeah, it's because I, I know. He, so when he mentioned the kid, I remember you being in the house. The thing is, I don't remember too much of it because I, I I was just a kid myself. He didn't, he didn't care. Yeah, the, the other <laughs> thing, I I don't think I was like as like aware yeah. of what was going on. I just kind of knew we were there. But um, I think I was maybe about. I think we said it was like I was like six, yeah. six or seven. So, so even <laughs> even you might not remember too much of it, right? As, as like in in terms of details, but um, could you talk like about what what happened? Because I remember that was kind of like a like a random thing. Like one day we were fine, next day we're in the hospital, and then at, right after that, like we're back out and everything is back to normal. Like nothing happened. Yeah. But I remember there was a lot of prayer that was involved in that too, and and past the pastor, the uh, our previous pastor from this church was involved, and is there is like a lot of like little pieces. So what 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 can you tell us? What what do you remember about that situation? From what I remember, there's not a lot. I remember little like blurbs, and um, <laughs> but we at that point our aunt uh, used to live with us still, and our parents went out that night for. I guess date night or something. Maybe they had something at church. But they went out, and we stayed at home. My brother and I stayed at home with my aunt. She was uh, taking care of us. So if I was 6 or 7, Erwin was probably around 10 or 11. And so all I remember from that night is that we were, like, listening to music, and uh, we were all just, like, having a good time and dancing and stuff. Yeah. And somewhere around that time, my leg just started hurting, and it was... My left leg, somewhere around, like, the inner thigh, um, like, sharp, very sharp pain. And Do you remember the pain, though? Or kind not really? of, but not really. I knew okay. it was sharp. I can't, like... Okay. I mean, kids tend to exaggerate pain, so yeah. I, if I had that pain now, I don't know if it would be as intense. Right. Or if it really, you know, if it really was that bad, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I remember parents came home, and... Uh, it's just, I can't remember, I don't know if we went to the hospital that night or the next mm. day, but I remember I was there for a week, um, throughout that time, uh, a lot of p- people from church came to the hospital and they were praying and I remember our previous pastor coming and, um, he like, he like rubbed oil, um, cause I remember little parts like that and I remember them doing like blood work and 
I don't think they ever really figured out what was wrong. All yeah. I remember is them saying it was a virus of some sort. And that's I left the hospital and to this day I just it's a virus that's what it's it says on your report. And, yeah. Um but what I do I wonder remember, what kind of virus they would even say that was. Like that sounds like like so one thing about me, I'm I'm kind of a doctor. Like I just I never actually got my degree, but but there's no virus that causes that to my knowledge. I don't know. Um like in like pain in like one spot, you know what I mean? I would maybe they that just say that. It doesn't sound like, like a virus to me. They just attribute it like, oh, it's a virus because they don't have anything. Oh, this kid's answer, just maybe. six years old. They'll just believe whatever, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> since we don't know. But I remember after, then Sunday after, uh, <laughs> my mom made my brother and I go up to the front, and I had to say, <laughs> I, I don't know why you went up. I don't know. You didn't say anything. You just <laughs> you stood next to me. He was like a proud husband. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> I went up, and I had to say... Uh, just thank everyone for their prayers. Yeah. Um, and then walk back. <laughs> That's about all I remember from that, though. That's crazy. But I know that one was uh same thing, kind of just out of the blue. Uh, who knows why, right? I. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any other issues with your leg after that, or with thigh, or whatever? Um, no, not because of that. I had a I had a glass shard following my gl- on the same leg one time but that's nothing mm. not related um i was in the hospital for i think less than a day for that got a bunch of stitches yeah i went <laughs> in went out you know they know the procedure <laughs> i talked to linda she uh <laughs> yeah she uh, fixed me right up outpatient procedure yeah no um that's uh that's crazy uh, you know thankfully so far i've never had uh any run-ins with the hospital myself um and i'm gonna continue praying that i never do i kind of don't like hospitals at all um see i kind of like hospitals yeah oh this guy loves if, the food. if yeah. there's a place that that like scares me like the hair on the back of my neck type of thing stands up it's when i step foot in a hospital i don't like it yeah, yeah. the other day and when i went to the, i went to see john and yeah i like it no, Ho- man. hospitals tend depending on what hospital, but they're no, nice. nice yeah, Amherst is a nice hospital. You know what the thing? I, I don't like every like everybody there is because they're sick. Yeah, I don't I don't like weak people. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> and people are at their weakest when they're in a hospital like that. Yeah. They're not there for a good reason. I felt I felt bad like because you know like I said by the second day after they prayed, yeah. I felt great. So I'm walking around like laps like on the floor. <laughs> And then I'm looking in every room and there's just suckers. <laughs> I honestly felt bad. I'm like, you know, I feel bad for these people. Like they're, they're, you know, there's older people, people going through what looks like they're in pain, you know, like worse things than me, you know, and I, I honestly felt bad for them. But Yeah. yeah. No, um, so I, I want to go over a couple verses here. Um, this, uh, let me just uh, pull one of these up real quick. We're going to go over to Exodus, and I don't know if you guys have your Bibles, if you want to yes. follow along, but um, we're going to go over to Exodus chapter 9, um, and it's just uh, an, an interesting um, interesting time in the world, right, in, in terms of the biblical stories. Um, it's during the plagues in Egypt, and, um, you know, God is sending these plagues to, to Egypt, um, to to basically persuade uh what is it the pharaoh <laughs> the pharaoh to uh let um the israelites go uh so that they can worship god so that they can be his people um and not be under slavery so if we go over to um let's see to exodus 9 uh verse 14 as we're going to be reading um there's a couple verses there so I'll start in 13, actually. I'll, I'll read it to you guys. So it says, uh, Exodus nine thirteen, right? Excuse me. Uh, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. And that verse right there is crazy. I, I feel like that verse is like, like, a, like a classic. You know what I mean? Uh, let my people go that they may serve me, right? And that second part I've heard a lot of preachings on, a lot of people forget that part. It's not just let them go. 
So it says, for this time, I will send all my plagues on you yourself and on your servants and on your people so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. For by now, I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So we see right there in, um, in verse 14, right? Uh, so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth, right? And, and a lot of times um, we, see, we see God um, using um, plagues and diseases uh, on the earth, right, on people, um, to show his power. And, and I think that's a, that's a really interesting um, reasoning, right, for why we see some of that stuff, because it, it brings up the question, like, what, what kind of God is that? Like, that's going to send diseases and, and hurt me. Like, how does that, how is that good? Um, and, uh, and, and we see it in a bunch of other places, right? But, uh, it's, I feel, I can't say that all diseases are, um, you know, like what, what, what you guys just shared. I can't say that you guys were being punished or something like that, like the Pharaoh. Um, but I, I, I wonder like, uh, for a while, um, my parents said that I had gotten, I think they were just fooling me, but <laughs> they said that I had gotten that because we were dancing that night. What were you guys dancing? I don't know. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I used to know, and then I just forgot. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to like be like, oh, yeah, it was this, but I can't remember now at this point. Yeah. Was it a Christian song? It wasn't. That's, uh, and that's why they were mad every time I would say what it was. I remember they would get mad because <laughs> I would be like, oh, it was such song, and it wasn't Christian. They'd be like, yeah. no, it wasn't. Like, be quiet. Don't say that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He so. who shall not be named. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see, we see God using, um, you know, these plagues and diseases as, as a way to show his power. And also um, as consequences, right, for, for disobedience. Um, and, and we see other plagues in other, in other verses. Um, let's see. I, 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 there's a couple verses here in, in Numbers 16 and Numbers 25. We, we don't have to turn there, but um, those, those describe, like, specific, specific numbers of people that God killed or that God allowed to die, I guess, um, for uh for disobedience and, and the way that they died was through disease. Um so why why do you guys think that um that this is something uh that God uses, you know? This is, it sounds like such a violent and like and like sad thing because there's kids involved in this too, you know, like kids are dying. Um and and if we did get a plague like an Ebola plague right now, which I think like Africa is going through or the flu, which we, you know, kind of just had a little bit. And I kept seeing in the news, like, this week, 10 kids died. Uh, the total count is up to, like, 150. That's 150 families that just lost their kids. And if that's a consequence or a way of God showing his power to serve some other purpose, that seems kind of crazy, right? So do you guys have any thoughts on that? Um, on, like, why God would do such a thing, right, as if... That's that's really what I what I want to get into because um, that's it, a hard topic. It's yeah. it's a it's a real hard topic, um, and and I think we can't know the full answer because we're not God. Yeah. Um, but we can we can try. We can, let's just see where it goes. Definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, it's a hard topic, and it, it's it's scary to even say anything because you don't want to sound like oh God, like God does this and make him sound like he's mean or evil or something like right. That. The only thing I, I, that, like, as you were talking about um, these uh, diseases, uh, something that came to my mind was, like, I feel like there's, there's nothing more that, um, and I might be wrong, that makes you turn to God than having something that you can't control, like, uh, like a, a disease, you know? Right. I feel like, obviously, uh, um, especially where we live, you know, we forget about God. 
and um, we become, you know, ab- absorbed in our own world, you know, with ourselves, and to the point where we act like we don't need God, you know, even though we might not say it, we act like it, you know, and I feel like, like in in those low points, like you know, when I they told me, hey, you have a perforated diverticulum, I'm like. Man, like, what am I gonna do? You know, it's not something I could cure myself. I can't put a bandaid over it. So, like, the only thing I could do was turn to God, you know, and pray. Right. So I just feel like, I just think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to say he does it so then we could turn to him. You know, which right. I do think, to uh, and some in some examples he does use disease, you know, to make people turn to him. Right. Mm-hmm. People who have forgotten about him. You know, um, yeah. I'm not saying that it, that's the reason all the time. Right. But I, I, I do think that there's nothing more that makes you want to turn to God right. than when you're, like, in a position where, like, I, I can't do this at yeah, all. Yeah, like, yeah. It's only going to happen with him, you know? Yeah. So. It, it's kind of like you lose control a little bit yeah. of the situation. And that's where you were <laughs> when, when this this doctor or whatever came comes up and says, uh, you know, you got two options and they're both bad, Right. And that's it. Yeah. Nothing else. And it, at that point, I feel like that's when you hear a lot of stories of people turning to God, even people that aren't Christian, yeah. but they've heard of God. And like, God, if you can just do this one thing for me, like, I yeah. promise I'll go to church or something like that. You hear a lot of stories. Or I don't know if it's just in the movies in Hollywood, but no, I feel like, you see that. yeah, I mean, that's, sadly, that's when we, we all, that's when we turn to God. Sadly, yeah. That's the only time. And I mean, it shouldn't be like that. But. Right. So, and, and, and I think you're right, right? I think you, you make a, a really excellent point that um, the, 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 one of the things I was reading, um, I liked how it described it. Uh, it said that, uh, it says, it's sometimes hard to imagine our loving and merciful God, which I think a lot of the Old Testament, the way that it describes God is just in a really, like, um, mean way, right? Like, he's just this really old, like, like, old, old like, Scrooge, like, out there just like just angry about everything and just punishing everybody and then it changes right to like oh but he's also loving and merciful so it's like it's hard to imagine this this god that that we expect to be loving and merciful to this uh it says to display such wrath and anger towards his people um but i, I like the way this says it right it says god's punishments always have the goal of repentant mm-hmm. rep- repentance and restoration right and i think that's like the crux of 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 this uh of this topic with with diseases that um whether they are consequences from our own sin or or god just allows that to actually happen in the way that he did with the pharaoh um if if god's working in that there's a reason for that right and if there, and, and I think you're right, if there's something that's going to really raise up the heat in our lives for us to turn back to God, it's going to be that when we're hurting, when our kids are dying, when our parent, you know, when our family is just, because I can't imagine, you know, like, like, like uh, my brother here at, at six years old, you know, ha- watching your kid be there like crying of pain and you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Who else do you turn? And the doctors are telling you that they don't even know. Who do you turn to? Yeah, God. All right? Yeah. And I feel like even if you're not a Christian, you turn to God. Yeah. You're just like, if you're real, <laughs> like, show me. Yeah. Um, and and so I, I, I like this verse in uh, in 2 Chronicles 7. Um, 2, 2 Chronicles 7, uh, 13. Um it's uh, talking about Solomon. It says, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and his own house, he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people... So basically he's telling him, all right, so Solomon builds this temple for him, right? And God says, all right, you know, like, I allowed you to do this. I, I've heard your prayer. I will, um, what did it say? I, I, and, and I'll choose this place um, for myself as a house where you can sacrifice things to me. Um, and he says, in case, in the future, when I do this, 
because he knew that eventually he's going to get mad at them, at the Israelites. It says, when I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, or when I command locusts to devour your land, or send pestilence among my people, so when I punish you, which eventually I'm going to do, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And I think that's crazy, right? Because a lot of times you're, you're right. It's like God is really just seeking for us to turn back um, because he knows that the path that we're on is destructive. Like it's leading to just death, yeah. right? And he cares about us. And so even in a in a topic or or even though like there's a lot of pain with disease, the ultimate goal for God is salvation, right? Is eternal life. It's for us to come back to him and, and, and repent and say, God, like, forgive me. You know, I've, I've been bad. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll take the healing, but, but I want to be with you ultimately. That's mm-hmm. what, that's, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, it, and it sounds like, like you kind of experienced something like that. Um, you know, when you were talking earlier about the, the men's prayer group, yeah. um, all I could do is turn to him, and, you know, we've seen in different parts of Scripture, like, you know, God won't reject the broken and, and contrite heart, you know? Um, right. He just wants us to seek him full out, you know? You know, and he promises that if we seek him with all our hearts, we're going to find him. And it's just sometimes it takes those difficult situations for mm-hmm. us to fully seek him, you know? We, we just don't do it, and um, then he has to do these things so that we can see, you know? Right. You have something to say? Yeah, I got a few questions for you guys. What are the questions? So as we're going, as we're talking about these things, I wonder, I wonder, but I also don't wonder. The um, We've been talking a lot about God-inflicted diseases. Mm. Would you say that all diseases are inflicted by God? So there's... It's going to be a series of questions that all kind of tie into each other because they're mm. like, if, if then, whatever. Um, are all diseases inflicted by God? Mm-hmm. If so, that means that they have a purpose, right? Mm. And it's part of God's will for that disease. So if that's the case, what's the purpose of us praying and doing all these things? Because mm-hmm. if it's God's will, mm-hmm. there's a plan for that. He knows, okay, I'm going to inflict them with this disease for X amount of time or mm-hmm. this or that. Is there a purpose in us praying? And um, I guess for now, those are the only two questions. Okay. So what do you guys think? Is there a purpose in us praying? Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's start with the first one. Oh, the first, the first one. one leads to the second one. Okay. So the first one is all disease, sickness, whatever, inflicted by God. Right. Let's start there. It's not. Right, not all disease is inflicted like directly by God. Yeah. Uh, but what's your proof? Oh, because uh, the Bible talks about it. a lot of it is just consequences of sin for mm-hmm. our own. Like, if if I eat a ton of sugar my whole life and don't take care of my body, yeah, and then I get type two diabetes, that's not God punishing me for being you know irresponsible. That's just a consequence of my own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a disease. That is a pretty bad disease, too. Mm-hmm. Type 2, even type 1. Um, type one's probably more bad. I don't know. I don't know if they're the same thing once no, you have them. No, one is ge- uh, basically genetic. Right, right, right. But no. I mean, like, in the end, like, are, oh, are, the are they the same? Do you know? I know the way you get them are, is different, but once you have them, are they the same thing, or is one worse than the other? I mean... Well, from what I know, at least type two, you have more time to enjoy yeah. your habits. Whereas with type one, I had friends and I had one friend specifically in yeah. in like third grade that he had type one diabetes. He was born with it. Yeah. He was in and out of the hospital. So You don't have to say he was born with it because that's what type one means. For those that don't know, because no. not everyone knows what Everybody type one knows. and type two knows. Type two means. So this guy had type one, and he's in and out of the hospital. He would spend. Was he born weeks. with it though? Um. Yes, he was. 
Um, but yeah, but imagine he's a third grader and he's dealing with all of this. Um, whereas someone that develops diabetes at 40, you know, at least they had 40 years <laughs> of a good run. Yeah. Well, coming back to your question about um, whether it's God who inflicts them, mm-hmm. it, it makes me think, because I do believe, like, I do believe that, you know, you know, I know this, it comes from sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, these, these uh, diseases. And um, so I, I would say that in a way it could come from maybe like the devil and stuff like that, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, but what I wanted to say was I remember, uh, you know, and, and I don't have the exact scripture, mm-hmm. you know, but I know that uh, there's a part where, you know, you know how Jesus performed all these miracles. All right. And I know he said that all these miracles were done so that we could see, you know, his power, you know? Right. And I, I, I believe those people that he ran into, he, 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 uh, I think they were there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and the purpose was for him to heal them so everybody can see that he's the son of God, you know? Right. He actually has power, you know? So that makes me think, well, if they were there for a purpose, for a reason, then I imagine that God allowed them to be there mm-hmm. and, you know, they... God allowed them to have those diseases. You know, that's what that's what makes me it makes me think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then, kind of to answer your question, then maybe in a way it's sort of not not that they come directly from God, but I guess it comes back to He allows it to happen for yeah. a purpose. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So with all of that, I agree. So what do you guys make of this? There's a verse in Matthew that talks about Jesus. He's he's healing people, and he says. Um, uh, he says, someone comes to him and he says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. So he's talking about his son and because of his seizures, he falls into fires and he falls into water. So this is a pretty messed up situation. He says, and I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Mm. Bring him here to me. But this is the interesting part. It says, and Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. So I guess the follow-up would be, can these things be inflicted by the devil? So, And I know you touched on this where maybe not necessarily all of it is inflicted by God, like, okay, I'm going to bring him mm-hmm. a disease. Because, yes, if I go right now to a dirty puddle and start drinking the water, mm-hmm. chances are I'm going to get some form of bacteria or something. And that's not, yeah. God didn't necessarily say, okay, I'm going to bring a disease on him for this reason. Like This is my own doing. Right. A lot of it is also just, you know, we get the flu. That's part of mm-hmm. our weak health. You know, the, we're a fallen world. And, right. But can these things be inflicted by the devil? Mm-hmm. Because it were, from what I understand, that's, there was a demon inside of him causing this sickness. Mm-hmm. Jesus rebuked him, and he was healed. Yeah. So in this case, it would be God allowing it, yes. But can the devil himself inflict? Oh, yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I think the thing is that it can come from God. It can come from the devil, or it can come from our own just actions. But um, but it, it's hard to, to qualify which one is which, you know? Yeah. Um, Maybe the one that's caused from our own actions is probably the easiest to qualify. The other two, I would say, are pretty hard unless you have, like, a direct, uh, like, response from God in, in that in that question. Um, yeah. uh, well, I have another one, then. <laughs> kind of to answer your question, going back to um, why some things like this happen, there's... Mm-hmm. In, in Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians, Paul is talking about. So he says, uh, "So to keep me from beca- from becoming conceited, mm, because of the surpassing yeah. greatness of the oh, revelations." Yeah. That's I was, right. I was talking to my wife about That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, for our listeners, let, let me finish. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "What? What?" So to keep me from becoming conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was giving was given me in the flesh. Mm-hmm. A messenger of Satan, yeah, to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. Is that insane? So, and then it says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, mm-hmm. that it should leave me. 
But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, hmm. for my power is made perfect in weakness. Jeez. Therefore, I will boast all the more, all the more gladly of my weaknesses, yeah. so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, mm. hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. And what verse is that? Or? 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Hmm. So sometimes it's like to, like we're coming too full of ourselves, you know? Right. Like, yo, relax. I'm still in charge. Yeah. You're just human. And so I think it goes back to there, there's a purpose behind it. There's, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, God, like you said, God's using it to, to make to keep us on Him. You know, yeah. Because like that, you know, even if even the Apostle Paul, being like the great man that he was, you know, great man, uh, servant of the Lord, he still needed that. You know, and perhaps he thought he didn't, but God knows us better than we know ourselves. So I was like, God said, you're gonna have you're gonna have this thorn on your side because you need it in order to stay. You know, looking at me. You know, so okay, so. This is this kind of leads into my next one, which I already addressed or asked it in the beginning. But if these things are brought, some of these things, obviously, we know that there are consequences, right? But for the diseases or in pains or whatever that are brought upon by God for a reason, is there a purpose in us pr- praying for it? Because in this case, we see Paul saying... Heal me. Take this away. Take this away. Take this away. And God kept up saying, no, there's a purpose for this. Like, just deal with it. This is so that for your own good, basically. Yeah. And so that I can be glorified through you. You're, I'm not going to heal you of this. So if it's God's will and everything he does is for, for a reason, with a purpose, is there then a reason for us to pray about certain things and... Like in this case, was there a reason for, for Paul to, to ask about all this? Well, I mean, I see that he prayed. And I don't think he says at any point that he stopped praying after those three times. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he continued praying. And yeah. I mean, God at that point in time decided, no, you know, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to have, have this next to you. But I mean, I feel like not praying for it goes against what like Jesus tells us to do, which is, you know, to pray, you know, and, and to ask our Father and that he will grant us what we want, but as long as it's in his will, you know, I think we, we should always pray um, because we don't, we, we're not the ones to judge whether God put that disease on somebody and they're meant to have it because he wants them to have that thorn on their side in order to focus on him, you know, we're not the ones to judge and say that, you know, I, I think... Like, we, like we talked about different circumstances, circumstances, and why people uh, might have diseases if it's inflicted by God or from the devil. Like we don't, we don't know the reason, you know, at, mm-hmm. all the time, you know. And I think that for that for that reason, because we don't know it, we should always pray, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, believing that God has the power to remove it. And but obviously, you know, it's it's always going to be up to His will, you know. Like some people get cured from cancer. Some people don't, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I think we should always pray. But does our prayer make a difference? Oh, hundred percent. If it's God's will, yeah. Hey, you know. Oh. And I, I think I think too, like just it, it even brings other people closer to God too, right? Because the person that has the disease, but the people that are praying for that person too, like you, you got to be in prayer, right? Um, when you're in the hospital. And you're asking people to pray for you. Not only are you brought closer to God, but all those people that were praying for you, you know, are in that connection now. Um, so I think, yeah. And I wanted to add, like, even like Paul, like him having uh, this, and we're not exactly sure what it was, right? Um, but I want to say like a disease or having this thing, disease um, that God said, I'm not going to remove. He still kept praying. Mm-hmm. And I think that prayer led him to have that communion with God and like, mm-hmm. Be happy with what he has, you know, like, mm-hmm. because when you're going through a hard time and you come to God and you pray, and you let it all out and you have that connection with him, even though you're going through a hard time, you know, you feel that peace. You know, God said, my grace is enough for you, you know, and I feel like he wouldn't have received that grace mm-hmm. if he decided not to pray. You know, I, I'm sure he like every time he ha- he felt that thorn on his side, yeah. his, his reaction was to, oh, I need to go pray. 
and that prayer gave him that peace. So I, I, I feel like that's why it's important that we always pray, you know, to, because we need a God. God does it for a reason. He does it for a purpose, and that purpose is, is for us to turn to Him, you know. So I think that's why we should keep praying. You know? There's an interesting um, relate uh, talking about prayer. Not just prayer, but prayer and disease, right? And James says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders and let him pray over him, mm-hmm. right? And then Exodus mentions, for I am the Lord, your healer. There's definitely a purpose, but this is a mm-hmm. crazy story. In Isaiah, it says, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. <laughs> and Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die. You shall not recover. Mm-hmm. So Hezekiah is sick. The prophet comes and tells him, listen, get everything ready because mm-hmm. you're going to die. You're, he's, this is from God saying you're not going to recover. Mm-hmm. So, so this isn't a doctor's order. Like sometimes, you know, you have the doctor saying like yeah. you have a week to live. This yeah. is from God. Hey, you're going to die. Get your things in order. And then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a mm-hmm. whole heart. And have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a judge. Like, yeah. okay. All right. Um, here's 15, 15 years. Take All right. <laughs> but that's crazy. So I'm, for those people that that would say... Oh, if it's God's will, if it's God's will, like yeah. In this case, I would I would say that God's will was, hey, my plan is for you to this, mm-hmm. you know, your time's done, mm-hmm. but his will you changed. Time. Yeah, but but because of the his prayer, yeah, that's and I, crazy. I, you know what? I I it's interesting that he says, God, don't forget, yeah, yeah. that I did this other thing, yeah, that was for you, so. Kind of like you owe me, not in saying that God owes us anything, yeah. but kind of like rem- bringing that. That's great that that you can change, yeah. or or maybe it was always God's will all along. Yeah, I don't know. It was His will yeah. for him to keep <laughs> yeah. praying and right, whip or whip, right. not, cry bitterly. <laughs> I was say weep, 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 weep yeah, bitterly. Weep bitterly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he wanted him to break down and right. Him, so, um, so yeah, yeah, I. We're we're coming up to our uh, to our conclusion here, um, you know, and and I think if if we see some interest that we can continue this because we just had read a lot of verses that have a lot of content in them, and um, and and I, and I I have more even you know that the Bible talks about is in the future, um, which is in in Revelation right about these seven angels that come, and and so I'll just read you guys some of these verses real quick. It says, when the first angel. Um, so these seven angels, the first one comes out and pours uh, harmful, painful sores come upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse. And every living thing that died, or every living thing died that was in the sea. Third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, Just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was and who uh, for you brought these judgments, and there's a, a lot more than it talks about. You know, so so these things are coming, right? And um, and I think like the the plagues that we've seen to 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 date, and and um, it's gonna get crazy. And one of the things I I would have liked to explore too, if if we continue this maybe in a second episode, um, is 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 that point where. At 5 a.m., your fever stopped, right? We could go two ways of saying, you know what? It was the prayers or it was the medicine and the doctors, right? And you choose kind of what you want to believe there. But there is the benefit of the doubt for either one, right? Either one could be plausible. I'd like to see with my own eyes one day something where we could say, you know what? That person was on their deathbed. The doctors, nothing, no medicine, no nothing, and that person got up, or like even crazier, right? Like that person definitely like is paralyzed, 
that is impossible with our current medicine to fix. And they got up and walked, and they're good in the name of God, right? Like, I'd like to see with my own eyes healing in the way that there can't be doubt. Does that make sense? And, and I think that's, that's a crazy thing. But, um, you know, we'll have to leave that for a second episode um, because uh, this one, uh, you know, we've... Um, we're we're pretty much good on time here, so I don't wanna I don't wanna make three hour long episodes of these things. Um, so good talk, good talk. Yeah, this was this was good. It was uh, you know I'm surprised we we were able to talk for for an hour on this stuff, and, and we're still not even done. So um, I want to thank you guys for uh, for your disposal for being on uh, on this show for for helping me out with this. Um, you know, hopefully. Uh, God blesses this, and it's something that that we can use to to reach out to more people. In the end, um, you know, it's uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing this for God's kingdom and not for for my own or for for anything else. So, um, so I don't know. I think it was great, and, and you know, thank you guys for for helping out. Um, do you guys have any last uh, closing remarks before? Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think it was a great talk, and uh, I thank you for allowing me to come here, and uh, I just think it's it's amazing to see, like, I know we were trying to talk about the whole uh, diseases thing, why does it happen, why does God allow yeah. it, and I just think, you know, um, I don't know, it's like sometimes, like, and sorry, this might be a random thought, but <laughs> this, is, this is what stuck with me, yeah. you know, I'm like... Sometimes you might pray and people will get physical healing, right, you know? Right, But then we see like Paul, he didn't get his physical healing, but he kept praying. And I think in his prayer, he got like spiritual healing. Right. And I just think it's amazing. Like either way, you're going to get healing, you know? Yeah. And wow, that's a good I, just point. Think, I just think it's amazing, you know? And yeah. I, you might personally say, I want that physical healing because mm-hmm. we're in this mm-hmm. physical world. Mm-hmm. But I think there's nothing better than that spiritual healing, you know? Right. Like, because you know that's what you're going to... You're gonna go to heaven, except you know? for outside of this world. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think you know, no matter what, if yeah. you come to God, you're gonna get that spiritual healing. Right. You know? So I feel like that's what we should always do: come to God. You know. Yeah. So that's what stuck with cool. me. Cool. <laughs> All right, Alex, you have any final remarks? Um, close out? Well, considering you have listeners of this podcast, yeah. um, for those listeners, because um, I think this served for our edification, but. Um, you know, hopefully this is serving for the edification of listeners as well, that they may know that, because um, sometimes, I mean, quite frankly, um, diseases or sickness or whatever can get us pretty down. Yeah. Um, it's scary. Or having family members with that, mm-hmm. same thing. You know, if you have a parent or whatever, right. family member with a, a bad disease, mm-hmm. it can get, um, not only for the person going through it, but for those around it. And I mm-hmm. would just encourage the listeners that, you know, through this talk, they can see that, um, first of all, know that God is in control. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether it's our consequence of a um, of just bad health choices or whatever, or if it's God inflicted or whatever it is, it's God that's allowing it. And not because he's evil or whatever, but it's just because he is in control and he has a purpose with for all of this, you know, and Mm-hmm. Um, for those listeners um, that are going through this or will go through this, just know that um, God is in control and his word says that he is our healer. Um, and like John said, whether that's physical, mental, um, uh, emotional, spiritual, he's our healer. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, he's in control. Awesome. Yeah, I fully agree. Thank you. Um before we uh, we're, we're wrapping up here, I know we've been saying that. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any final plugs? Sorry, I'm not I'm familiar with podcast terminology. What's plugs? any plug? You want to plug anything? Uh, Your company, your family members? Uh, oh yeah, any, any plugs? Anybody want to plug? <laughs> definitely. I just want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife at home. She's feeling a little sick, so if you guys are listening out there, uh, just pray for her. All right. That's and, not a plug. Uh, that's a shout out. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out. Just uh, thank you for allowing me to come here, and you know, and. I uh, will be racing back home to go Sounds take good. care of you. <laughs> All right. Don't don't share too much detail, man. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Any plugs? You want to plug anything before we go? Or you want to wait for the next one? Maybe I'll we'll be on a future one. one? All right. All right. One. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug uh this podcast. Uh find us. It's called The Filter. Find us on um on the podcast app, on your favorite podcast app, on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com 
slash Ferwin Filter, F-E-R-W-I-N Filter, uh, soundcloud.com slash Ferwin Filter. Don't forget. Uh, find us on there. Find us on your podcast, uh, favorite podcast app. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll continue uh, bringing you good content. So with that, um, we will, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. See you.